Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So Michael Burry has come out and put a $1.6 billion bet that the stock market will crash. Let's get right into this story. Check out what's going on here. Michael Burry, obviously, from the big shorts to a screen share. Everyone knows who Michael Burry is. Made a killing on the housing crash and the GFC. Now they're saying this is the big short take two. Michael Burry's $1.6 billion short bet against S&P 500 and NASDAQ 1000, 100, excuse me. Michael Burry's Scion Asset Management held puts with a total contract value of $886 million. And uh, that was S&P and then $739 million against the NASDAQ. Now, there is a, quite a bit of nuance here. So it's not like he's taking out $1.6 billion out of his pocket and just shorting the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ. Now, what he's doing is he's buying puts. So the way this works is he's going to buy a contract that basically gives him the right to sell $886, well, $1.6 billion worth of uh, shares at a specific price at a specific time. So the way this works is it's, it's based on probabilities. So let's just say that you have a date selected for January 1st, 2024. And let's just assume for a moment that the share price of uh, the QQQ is $1. Okay. Or, or that's what your strike price is. Let's say right now it's at $1.50 and you think it's going to go down. So your strike price, $1. And uh, that's January 1st. That's the expiration date of the contract and you're buying the right to sell 739 million. Okay, great. So let's just assume for a moment that it goes down to a dollar, the share price within the next week. Okay. Well, the value of those contracts is going to go parabolic. It's going to go through the roof, but you're not paying 1.6 billion for those contracts. You're paying a lot less than that. Let's just say, I don't know, 50 million, hundred million, whatever it is, maybe even less based on how cheap he got them. Uh, concerning the volatility. So what happens is as the share price goes down, well, the value of what you have goes up. And if the volatility goes up, then the value goes up. Why? Because the probability of you being right increases. Then what happens is as you get closer to the expiration date, then the value decreases slightly, especially if you're not quote unquote in the money, because the probability of you being right goes down. So it's kind of this counterbalance where the variable variables being the direction of the stock market or the individual stock, the uh, amount of volatility, and then the time. I think they call it time decay, although I'm not an options expert. And then what happens is if, let's say, the price of the stock goes from $1.50, let's say it goes down to 50 cents by the time your puts that you purchase expired. Well, remember that gives you the right to sell them at, let's say, uh, what was it, 739 million? Okay, great. Well, now, and that was a strike price at $1. So now they're worth 50 cents. So you can go ahead and buy them at half the price, assuming, let's say, that's just, uh, we'll call it 360 uh, million or so. So you buy them at 360, 360 million. But then remember, you bought the right to sell them at 339. So the delta is your profit minus whatever you paid for the options. That's why you can absolutely make a killing on these options if everything goes your way. So that's basically the trade that Michael Burry just 
foot on. Let's go back to the article and get into this some more specifics here. So these derivative contracts were held at the end of April, June quarter, August, uh, 2 million shares each of both ETFs. So what we don't know is A, what he paid for them, and B, what the expiration date is, what the strike price. They go into that next paragraph here. No other details were immediately known, such as the strike price, expiry date, premium paid, or current holding status. Again, maybe he bought them. He could have already sold them if they went up in price. We, we just don't know. However, the total contract value, $1.6 billion, represents 93%. Uh, that, that's kind of a, a nothing burger number. Not the $1.6 billion, but that it represents 93% of his uh, reported portfolio. Because we don't know what he paid for him. He could have paid, who knows, if they're insanely cheap, he could have paid $20 million bucks for him. And obviously, that wouldn't be 93% of his portfolio. So that's, eh, I don't know if I'd throw in that 93% number. But I do think that the total contract value is definitely relevant. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So the SPDR, SP, uh, S&P 500 ETF is what he shorted. Uh, was trading at 443.28 per share on June 30th, whereas QQQ, which is the other thing that he shorted, was at 369. His gain just under 1% while the QQQ is flat. So again, we don't know if he's sold, you know, what the timing is here, but uh, we and we don't know what the expiration date is, although I would doubt that the expiration date would be short-term who knows? If I'm doing it, it's going to be far longer term, especially when you consider the fact that going into October and uh, September, October, that's usually when we do have the stock market crashes. And I think that has a lot to do with the what Snyder talks about, with the lack of liquidity in September specifically around the banking system. And that is due to, I think, how they have to report. There's like two or three times a year when you get these monetary bottlenecks. And that may be one of the reasons why we saw the repo spike in September 19th, uh, or excuse me, September 17th, 2019. So maybe he's kind of factoring that into his decision-making, which would lead me to believe that the expiry date is most likely out past September of this year. Okay, so this is definitely a story that we are going to have to follow. And a lot of you may be asking, okay, well, if Michael Burry is short shorting the stock market, you know, what can I do? If I have the same view, the same outlook, I, I don't know, understand options, you know, that gets a little complicated. You know, as the average Joe, what can I do if I'm in the same boat, if I have the same worldview as Michael Burry? 
I can't give you any individual investment advice. I can just tell you what I'm doing in my own personal portfolio. And that's just having a lot of cash, guys, a lot of dry powder, because I see the probability high that things are going to get cheaper, the stuff that I want to buy in the future. So I'm very content just owning physical gold and uh, short-term U.S. treasuries. T-bills, you know, one month, three-month maturity, getting 5.5%. Um, there's, there's really very little counterparty risk, especially compared to the banking system right now. And I'm just content just sitting back, waiting for the prices to come to me. And then when they get into that zone where they're quote-unquote cheap, then you go ahead and take uh, action. And uh, if you are a big fan of Jim Rogers like I am, you know that one of the things that he preaches is patience. You just sit, do nothing, and wait for that big pile of money to show up in the corner, then you go pick it up. And I'm, I'm basically paraphrasing what he said uh, in so many interviews, but most notably in the interview that he had in Market Wizards with Jack Schwager, those, those, the famous series of books that I'm sure most of you have read. And uh, that, when I look at retail investors, it seems like that's the big mistake they always make. They have to be doing something at all times because they think the price is going to go up or they think the price is going to go down. So if they think the price is going up, oh, buy, 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 buy. You know, that's why Jim Cramer is so popular. If they think the price is going down, well, sell, 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 sell. Instead of just asking themselves cheap and expensive or instead of just starting with that question, they're saying, what's the price going to do? What's the price going to do? What's the price going to do? And they're always you know, out there and then they lose money, lose money, lose money, lose money. And uh, that's how it all works. Instead of just sitting back doing nothing and maybe do, taking an action once every two years, maybe it's once every three years, but you just wait for those opportunities to come to you. And I think now is you're getting paid to wait 5.5%. So that's what I'm doing in my own personal portfolio. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the rest of, and if you want more information like that or my, or what I, the actual personal portfolio that I have, the model portfolio, or if you want to hear thoughts from pros, I'm just the amateur, like Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, et cetera, you can check that out at my uh, subscription service at uh, georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's Rebel Capitalist Pro. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for liberty, freedom, free market capitalism. We'll see you, see you on the next video.